Hi there, and welcome to my Fashion Stories Box podcast, a podcast about stories in fashion history. I am Catherine, and I am so glad to welcome you here. Let's discover together interesting facts about fashion and history and fashion history. So today, we go together to the Paris Fashion Week. We will look at the historical inspirations designers who showcased during this Fashion Week might have had, and more precisely, I will explain you the methodology I use to spot historical references so that you can use it too and practice it for the next fashion shows. I will share my general impressions about this last spring-summer 2023 Women's Ready to Wear of Paris Fashion Week, and I will tell you the main historical references I spotted and where. Let's go! Analyzing fashion weeks and fashion shows from an historical inspiration point of view is an exercise I really love to do, but I don't do very often. The last time I did it was last year for the Istanbul Fashion Week, and it was great fun, but tons of works, as you can imagine. And this Paris Fashion Week was no exception. Lots of fun and tons of works. So before we dive in the potential historical inspirations I might have spotted, I thought I would share with you my methodology so that you can also practice for the next time. The Paris Fashion Week took place from September 26 to October 4, 2022. The collections showcased were the Women's Ready to Wear Spring Summer 2023 collections. On the official agenda of the organizers of the Paris Fashion Week, there were around 106 designers showing their collections. I counted them during nine days. So during the duration of the Fashion Week, I followed the organizers' Instagram account to see what designers would be talked about most and the first looks of their shows. I kept an eye on the general fashion publications as Vogue France or Business of Fashion to read about the first interpretations, especially from a trend forecast point of view. Then, once the fashion week was over and the majority majority of the shows would be available online, I headed up to the organizers' websites and started to watch the video of each show. For that, I usually have a notebook or a piece of paper where I can write down the name of the designers. And then, while watching the show, I take notes of the first impressions I have. I look at the general silhouettes, I look at the main colors, I look at the prints, the patterns, the possible embellishments, I look at the types of outfits, dress, skirts, pants, shirts, and so on. I look at the accessories, jewelry, handbags, shoes. I look at the style of the makeup, the models used, and the installation. And while doing so, I try to figure out if there are some repeating patterns that could lead me in my interpretation of the collection. It seems to be a lot of things to look at at the same time, but if you start practicing it, my advice would be to let your eyes guide you. They will be attracted by elements that seem frank to them, to which they are not used to see. When it happens, write down what stopped you or intrigued you. Then, the more you practice, the faster it will become. And while doing so, 
I also mentally compare what I have under my eyes with my own historical costumes library. And each time my brain makes a connection, I write down the period of time. When you analyze fashion collections to spot their possible historical inspirations, you usually pay attention to three main things. The silhouette, the colors and other embellishments, and the fabrics used. Each era is associated with a distinctive silhouette or a distinctive item. Just think at the Rococo fashion, for example, and Marie Antoinette, the type of dresses, the volumes, or at the end of the 18th century and beginning of the 19th century, with the Empire dress or the Regency dress, whether you take it from a French approach or an English one, with their high-waisted and light dresses. When it comes to colors, they also have a full story to tell us. Some colors were associated with the elite or even the kings only. Just think about the red color or the purple color, which have been associated with the emperors since the Roman Empire. The color signification and usage will change over time, moving alongside the evolution of the society and the democratization of the access to fashion. But they can give some historical hints. The same if you see very bright green colors. It is usually associated with artificial colors and more specifically with the Industrial Revolution. Green was obtained with, with an arsenic base, making it extremely dangerous to wear and to work with. One of the reasons why Coco Chanel didn't want to have too much greens in her collections. Fashion workers and fashion wearers died because of this beautiful bright arsenic-based green. Prints also have their own historian connotations. The stripes, for example, during the Middle Ages were associated with the devil and it was a pattern outlaws and marginals would wear to distinguish them from the other people. The type of fabrics is also an historical indicator. Before the 19th century, you would find natural fabrics made from plants or animal fibers. But after the 19th century and the Industrial Revolution, artificial fabrics started to enter the market. On the top of that, as for colors, you had fabrics which were only for the elite. In the past, it was highly reglamented with the sumptuary laws, which would dictate what type of fabrics you would wear, depending on your position in the society. The richest fabrics as velvet, brocade or silk were for the elite only. And watch out if you'd be caught not wearing the type of fabrics associated with your social belonging. These three elements, the silhouette, the colors and prints and fabrics, are what you can base your first researches on. It will already give you information about potential historical influences. Another thing to take into consideration when you analyze potential historical influences is to define what kind of history you are talking about. Indeed, you can have different histories influences. It can be historical influences from the past, as we saw the silhouettes, colors and types of fabrics, but it can also be the influence for of the brand's own history when creative directors revisit the classics of that brand with a modern twist and interpretation. And it can be the influence of the creative director's personal history. That's the reason why sometimes you need to go beyond what you, you can see and do more researches. Analyzing fashion makes sense only if a context 
is taken into consideration. So looking at what's happening in the world in terms of social, cultural, political and economic events is also relevant in an historical approach. In everything you do in fashion history, context is paramount. Let's talk now about the Paris Fashion Week, which took place in Paris from September 26 to October 4, 2022, showcasing the women's ready-to-wear collections for spring-summer 2023. When it comes to my first impressions of the many shows I managed to watch, well, hmm, spring-summer 2023 will be very wintry. The colors, the types of outfits... For a large majority of brands, apart from some bright print and pastel colors, the color palettes are pretty dark or nude, healthy tones. Lots of black, khaki green, various shades of brown. Not really the colors I would associate with spring or summer. As for the outfits, plenty of long coats, knitwears, trench coats, silhouettes covered, hidden under layers of, of fabrics. And as a last consideration, no matter the show or the brand I watched, I had the impression that it was always the same styles I was seeing, the same colors, the same oversized items. And to be honest, at the end of watching all these shows, I wasn't able to tell apart a brand from another. It was a big kasha in my brand, and it made me depressed a bit. It was as if fashion was becoming universal, like the same uniform worn by everybody. An impression reinforced by an article I read on the business of fashion about the Paris Fashion Week and the journalist saying that there was no innovation apart from the spread dress from Coperni and Bella Hadid, and that brands were just copying each other. So it made me think about the future of fashion the future history of fashion. And before I start talking about the past historical inspirations I managed to spot, I'd like to talk about the vision of future fashion this Paris Fashion Week gave me. If this trend confirms itself during the next fashion weeks, we tend toward a seasonless in fashion, with silhouettes and outfits that could be worn and during spring and summer, and during autumn and winter. No main differences will be added to help differentiate the main seasons. On the top of that, another trend I spotted was the masculinization of women's wear. Are we tending towards not only a seasonless fashion, but also towards a genderless fashion? This is a question we can ask ourselves. Fashion would stop being fashion involving fast changes in the styles as we have been seeing since at least the 19th century. Is fashion back to be more like a costume? A uniform worn by everybody? What do you think? What are your impressions on that? To try to answer this question, we also need to put the Paris Fashion Week and its collections back into its context. What have been happening since the beginning of this year that could have influenced designers for their spring-summer 2023 shows? Well, first, February 2022, the start of the Ukrainian conflict, 
opposing Russia and the Western countries, understand the European Union, Great Britain and the United States. The rise of ultra-nationalist movements almost everywhere. Step-backs of women's rights to dispose of their bodies with reglementations limiting, even forbidding, access to abortion in various developed countries. The first year also, during which the impacts of climate change are perceived as strongly, with either too much rain, too hot weather, or not enough rain, and presaging what the future might hold for us in terms of access to drinkable water and food, potential shortage, and the potential civil unrest that could appear linked with these shortages. It would be a mistake to think that the fashion industry and the fashion designers are completely disconnected from the environment, from what happens around the world. They have just two solutions to cope with it either to completely ignore it in their collections and create, on the contrary, beautiful, colorful dresses in opposition to what they live, or the second solution is that they could they can interpret these events with outfits reflecting the changing society. Fashion is part of our society. Fashion either influences the society or is influenced by the society. And let's face it, the world tends to be more and more hostile, more and more insecure, and you need clothes to fit this new reality. That maybe can explain in parts why I spotted many historical references linked with troubled social and political periods, as well as references to the military uniform. If you take Yves Saint Laurent's show, for example, the main reference that came to my mind was the 40s, the Gestapo, the Nazi, and the occupation, with their long silhouettes reinforced with black leather, trench coats, square shoulders, khaki green colors. Not the happiest time in modern history, right? But you have other historical periods, and let's go through over them. Ancient Greece and ancient Rome were also represented, with draping effects, pleats, and lean silhouettes as in Elisab, in some designs of Balenciaga, in the Spartiate sandals of Shiatsi Chen, or in Guillaume-Baptiste Vallée. The 18th century pre-French Revolution and Marie Antoinette were also there, with some Rococo vibes I could spot in some designs from Wissanto, Acne Studio, Acne Studio. The famous sack gowns or robe à panier or robe à la française could be spotted in different silhouettes from Lanvin, Elisab, Loé, or even Balmain. Voluminous sleeves reminding me the 19th century gigot sleeves represent too, as in André Alage, Issemiake, Andrew Gian. But generally speaking, white sleeves also worn by men up to the 19th century were quite were quite present in the different collections. Some references to the Roaring Twenties with low-waist dresses, fringes, and a certain playfulness and fluidity as in Victoria Beckham or Ungarrow. The Thirties and the Forties, with their rigid silhouettes, square shoulders, utility dress, Hollywood glamour, and oversized suit suits, as in Stella McCartney and her oversized suits, Givenchy and their square shoulders, or Saint Laurent with their black leather coats, square shoulders, and their kind of 
take on the Hollywood glamour of that time. The swinging 60s and their miniskirts, A-line silhouettes, baby doll dresses were there, together with the 70s and their their flared pants, tribes inspiration, prints and disco vibes. And a mix of the 80s, 90s and onward with their oversized pants, crop tops, dresses on the top of pants and minimalism in the majority of the designers during this Paris Fashion Week. In the same time, you will have this will to suppress the curves of the woman's body under oversized patterns, but paradoxically, to sexualize also this woman's body, as I could see in Victoria Thomas or Cecily Hansen. So you see quite a huge historical melting pot, but also cultural references. It might be linked with the mix of designers from different origins who showed during this Paris Fashion Week. I was surprised to to notice many Asian designers, and they create collections reflecting their own traditional perception of the body and the role of clothing, which is different from what we are used to in the West. They prone more natural lines, clothes following the movements of the body and not restricting it. They have They are closer to nature. They advocate a comeback to the origins, a comeback to the roots of our relationships with nature and the other living beings living on planet Earth. A search for balance, for equilibrium, for harmony. A trend uh, I could see being translated in the nude, neutral, healthy tones, as well as in the cocoon clothes of this Paris Fashion Week. As you can see, Many historical references mixed together, linked with darker periods in our modern history. These are historical inspirations that are not obvious, though. You don't spot them right away, as they are so intimately linked with other historical references. But they are there for you to be noticed, as long as you have the curiosity to do the exercise. On my side, I spotted three main shows with this time obvious and direct historical references. Dior, Vivienne Westwood and Tom Brown. And we will now analyze them together. The first one is the Dior collection. To start with, the show was a real show with settings and a dance performance. Then. Maria Grazia Churi said that she took it as a main source of inspiration Catherine of Medici, the daughter of a rich Italian merchant's family who became Queen of France during the Renaissance. And this is something that we can easily find. First, let's look at the silhouette. You will notice the corset, and you will also notice the forms and the widths of the skirts. The skirts form are really emblematic of the Renaissance fashion with different variations in this this collection. You can recognize the Spanish fartingale, the understructured petticoat giving its characteristic conic form to the dress. The shoes are also inspired by the footwear of the Renaissance time, the famous shopping, the ancestors of the platform shoes. And if we look at the sleeves from the Dior's collection, you will also notice large sleeves, recalling one of the many forms of sleeves which were in fashion at that time. 
Let's look now at the embellishments. Lace and rich embroideries are mixed together with more modern cuts, but they are a reminder of the wealth of the fabrics paintings of the Renaissance time suggest. The only thing that doesn't really tell me it's Renaissance in this beautiful collection is the color palette. The colors chosen are very dark and natural, while if you look at paintings, you can notice more touches of reds. However, if we start with the main source of inspiration from this collection, Catherine of Medici, then it makes complete sense. In the majority of her portraits, she is represented wearing outfits in dark, white tones with gold details. And these are the three main colors from this spring-summer 2023 collection for Dior. So, well done, Maria, in your modern take on Catherine of Medici. I couldn't do a Fashion Week historical analysis without talking about the queen of historical inspirations, Vivienne Westwood. If you don't know Vivienne Westwood, check her out, as she is usually my go-to designer when I want to illustrate historical inspirations in modern collections. She makes clear references to the fashion starting from the 16th century to the 18th century, but with a touch of punk. This is how she created her signature style in the 70s. This new collection created by her husband is no exception. And I spotted references to the late Middle Ages, the Renaissance and the beginning of the Baroque period. The elements of the silhouette uh, you need to pay attention to are the corset and the sleeves. They are quite emblematic of these periods, especially the Renaissance one. But men's fashion of that time is not forgotten. If you look, you will be able to recognize the breeches. These types of pants, more or less voluminous, more or less long, depending on the century, men would be wearing alongside with stockings. You will also be able to notice the jerkin, a sort of jacket with a rigid aspect, and which gives the impression of a powerful torso, and per extension, a powerful position. The three musketeers are also here, if you look well. And not to forget about the pearls, who were the materials of choice for jewelry for women starting from the Renaissance. And the surprise for me from this Paris Fashion Week edition was the collection of Tom Brown. I didn't know personally about this designer before, and I added him on my list of designers to watch out for potential historical references. The general, the general mood gave me a Vivian Westwood vibe, to be honest, but I liked how it took liberties to mix the baroque fashion and the three musketeers, the layering and the big bows of Marie Antoinette and the Rococo fashion together with this context, with this fairy tale concept. Because, yes, indeed, when you read fairy tales, they tend to happen in a time far, far away but in the same galaxy, if you have the reference, with princesses and fairies dressed, well, as princesses and fairies, with voluminous dresses. And here, the reference fairy tale was Cinderella. To come back to our historical inspirations, you will notice the long coats and their colors, very à la mousquetière, very baroque. 
The layering of a shirt, sleeveless jacket and a jacket reminds me the court costume imposed by kings as Louis XIV of France, for example. While the bows, the ruffles and the pastel colors give me a Marie Antoinette vibes. Well done, Tom. I now have you on my radar. So, let's conclude now this episode. In this Paris Fashion Week, you had brands which stayed true to the history, with a capital H, as Dior or Tom Brown. Brands which stayed true to their own personal history, as Chanel or Schiaparelli. Brands which stayed true to the big history, mixed with their own personal history, as Vivienne Westwood. Brands which conveyed personal history, as Mossy, who paid tribute to his parents and their jobs. And brands who were trying to create history, as Coperny, with the spread dress. And finally, brands who were trying to convey a certain vision for the future history, as Balenciaga in a, sur- in a survival mode or off-white. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my Fashion Stories Box podcast, dedicated to the potential historical inspirations of the Fashion Week's shows. Now you know how to do historical analysis. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast, wherever you listen your podcast, to connect with me on Instagram and Facebook to complete the podcast with some visuals. And if you like my podcast, feel free to leave a comment or a review. I would really appreciate it. I am Catherine, and this is my Fashion Stories Box podcast, a podcast about stories in fashion history. See you next time for a new Fashion Story Box. Bye.